0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Bull Centennial Podcast, the podcast where I share about my week and what I've learned that I believe is important to know or just fascinating in general. The show where there's a little something for everyone. Now let's jump in. Welcome. My name is Sandy Badu, and in this episode, I'm doing it a little bit differently. I will be talking about how it can take a while for you to make your true friends, how to find them. When you always feel like you're losing friends and everyone else knows their groups, it can be hard. Trust me, I know firsthand, but I also know that when you find your true friends, oh, you know. So today I'm just going to be telling you my own experience, kind of through like a story time with how I've found my own friends and I hope that it'll give maybe you guys out there who are feeling lost or who are hoping to expand their friend group or just yeah, just don't really know, I guess, their own place, like it could give you some hope and just, that's what I, that's what I hope for this episode, but let's just jump right in. So over the last few years, I have been basically completely starting up my friend group from scratch. I had a lot of the same friends through high school and cause I've known a lot of them since middle school, actually. But as the years went by, I felt like I just didn't click with them as much throughout high school. And the truth, the truth is, is I feel like I just didn't really belong to any like so-called group anymore. And for me, that made high school really rough, specifically in 10th and 11th grade. I just remember really having a hard time during those few years, but I don't think anyone really knew that. No one at school, probably none of my family, like, I had some uh, some of my own like personal family stuff going on, but even when I was at school, I just didn't really feel like I had found my right group of friends. I, I had the ones that I had like, I guess, kind of grown up with during the last few years and through middle school, but it just didn't really feel like I was clicking with them anymore, which made it really hard. And I still went by about my days, like nothing was concerning at school, but I had a best friend at the time that I had known since elementary, but she went to a different high school. And then I also found my closest guy friend, who I'm still friends with in 11th grade, who also went to another high school. But with them not even going to the same school, it was just the people that I truly felt closest to, I wasn't even around every day. So even if I did have these two amazing people in my life, when I would go to school Monday through Friday and go to my after school activities and do homework. It didn't really feel like I had anyone that I could truly connect to. And I feel like that can be very hard, especially in middle school and high school if you don't have that. But that's when, or that's why when I went to college, I was really excited to meet new friends. I thought that it was my chance to completely change friend groups, that I would just kind of walk in and be able to, make these new friends and just start from scratch like right away but the like quote-unquote problem with that is that I can also be a shy person at first and I also straight up didn't click with a lot of people in my university courses so even if I did try to attempt to become friends with like people who are in my same like uh like group projects and other things like that like we could be friendly but I just didn't feel like I just clicked with them it just didn't feel right and I went to, or I guess I still have one last summer class left that I'm about to start, but I go to San Diego State University and not at all to bash on the school because I'm about to start my final class, like I said, in a few days and I would not have changed universities whatsoever if I could do it again. I just feel like without it, I would, I would not have met the people that I have met now. So even if you know certain situations weren't the most ideal, I definitely would not take it back but making friends was tough for me. I think it is because, um, I think a lot of people know that SDSU can be considered kind of a party school and I'm not one to go to parties or join sororities. I don't drink excessively or do drugs or anything like that, which did make being able to click with everyone else who kind of did all these things to be more difficult. And I do have friends who are in certain one of these categories, like Some of them like go to parties or some of them do like to get a little drunk for fun. But the thing was that the people that I got really close to, they kind of understood my own point of view and they don't impose anything on me, but they're also cool to invite me to a party and feel comfortable bringing me along, even if I don't partake, which is something that everybody else who I'd go to classes with and kind of talk with, they almost feel like weird about it. And that was also the problem that I had in high school where everybody else, they'd like go to parties and they'd almost feel it felt like it was weird to bring me along, I guess, because they thought that I'd be judging them or think that, I don't know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have fun. I'm not exactly sure what the reasoning is. I know it was a fact that as somebody who doesn't really partake in those things, it can make people who do feel like they can't talk about it or have you tag along, but that's completely untrue. And that's something that the friends that I do have now, they know that. They know that they can invite me to parties, can do these things around me. And as long as they don't like force me into anything, like I really don't care what they do around me. Just don't force me to be involved, I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. But being somebody who doesn't do all those, it did make everybody, it didn't make it hard for me to click with other people who was pretty heavily involved in it at SDSU. But perhaps that something to do also with my major being a business because I feel like business majors are either you truly love business and you know what you want to do or you chose it as kind of your fallback major. And so I think that that kind of resulted in a lot of these people kind of being in the same activities, if that makes any sense. Like if it's your fallback major and a lot of people, business people are kind of into that and kind of don't know what they're doing. I don't know. It was just very difficult for me to click unless somebody was very into what they were doing in terms of business. Then I started clicking them more. But anyways, with that said, it was just really hard for me to make friends throughout SDSU. And I love the school, but it's not always the easiest, especially if you don't partake in what everybody else is doing. So the first year I just stayed in the dorms, which meant I had more easy access to friends At least supposedly, you would think that with an entire floor of people, you'd be able to get friendly with a lot of them. And a lot of my floor mates were really cool. We would all hang out here and there. And a lot of them became really, really close. But I just didn't feel like I clicked with a lot of them. They'd be cool to talk around. But after the first year was done, we just don't talk anymore. But I I did end up meeting one of my closest friends in the dorms just by luck. Because we were on the same floor and just across from each other. So we could easily just hang out in each other's rooms. The rest of the first year in college, I more so was just hanging out with like her and whoever else she was going to hang out with. Um, I remember halfway through the first year though, really struggling. And that's kind of when I decided to make fitness my main outlet for stress. Because when I was frustrated or bored or she had plans or whatever it was... I knew that I could just resort to going to the gym, be by myself, but it was kind of an excuse to be by myself, and I didn't really mind it either, but I just know that there was times during the first year where I did struggle just because I had basically left all my friends from high school and made this one new friend and kind of one close friend, I should say, and then all these kind of friends that were kind of more difficult to click with, but it was just kind of a harder time, but that same year, I would also hang out with my elementary best friend. But we had a falling out that summer, but I will truly cherish her for all the amazing memories we had growing up, which made our falling out so hard on me. Like, I will be perfectly honest, but I feel like I was losing someone else I had known for years, and when I thought I was getting a fresh start after high school, I didn't really realize that that also included leaving her behind, and turns out that was leaving everyone behind but the one other person that I had met in high school who... I mean, I guess the one other person, yeah, the one other person I met in high school who happened to stay in high school. Because like I said, I, I met my uh, elementary best friend, obviously, in elementary. But yes, at that point, I had started a new job as well. I started it just at the end of the first year in college. So I started hanging out with all the co-workers and a lot of them are really, really cool. I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel like they, they were cool for the moment, but we're not. A lot of them I don't talk to or I'm not as close to anymore, so they didn't really fully stick around, but they were really cool for the time being and just people that I needed for that period, which I do want to point out, I guess, that sometimes you do have friends that kind of stay, I guess I could call them like friends in the background, like they're always there when I need it, I would always be there for them, and that's just like a lot of people from my high school as well. There's a lot of people that we haven't really hung out since we've graduated But I know that if I needed to shoot them a text that they would answer right away and I will always be there for them. But yeah, I just, I think that the reason why all of it was kind of tough for me is because I was, I felt like I was more trying to find my friend group in whenever or whatever I was doing, but I still didn't feel at this point that I belonged to a group that was like there for me fully or that yeah, that, that that was, that was, that I truly fit in. I would always be invited to places for like my coworkers. I'd always be invited to places and I loved being with them, but as time proved, like I mentioned, they were not permanent friends and that's okay. I still text a few of them here and there, but it's more so friendly. And I'll kind of expand on this, I guess, job and dynamic in a little bit, but yeah, most of them, they were just cool friends for the time being and I, like I said, I'm perfectly okay with that. They were just the people I needed during that time. They made literally the last, the, about the year-ish that I was there, they were wonderful. I loved spending every time with them. It was amazing. But yes, at this point, I was about halfway through my second year in college, and I happened to have a girl in my class that I just felt like was super nice, and during random group activities that we had for this one class she seemed funny and interesting. And I basically became friends with her by telling her that I knew all the answers to a quiz for another class that I happened to see her working on during that class. So, so yes, but that friendship grew and we hung out a bit that semester. But the second half, we mostly texted and hung out. I think once, if not twice, we just barely hung out. And I remember us saying like, I think it was the very, very last day of class before we would go to um summer break, whereas we can't believe that we're even still kind of like hanging out because we've barely texted and barely hung out. But that friendship grew and we um yeah, I just I really don't know how, but I'm so grateful that we continued to text that semester and throughout the summer because She swapped majors, and therefore she also had to swap colleges too, but she has definitely grown to be one of the most important people in my entire life, and I trust the most, and we call basically any second, we have the chance. And I think it's just funny that this was yet another friend that I made by chance at state, but we both never felt like we, I guess, belonged at the university, and that's just proof that, or I guess our friendship is proofed, since... She has moved back home, but we travel to see each other, and we've definitely grown closer this year, which I'm very thankful for, and I know you're listening to this, so PS, I love you, and thank you, but I just think it's crazy, because I had, so the one friend that I met happened to be at State, because we were in the same floor together, but she, we did not meet anything related to State, um, but same for her. She happened to be in my same class, but as time proved, it was not the college for her, and... So she swapped out, but we still remained friends. So back to, I guess, the story regarding the job that I held um, during that time. So despite the friends that I bounced between, I ironically, through that job, I made one more close friend just a few months before I decided to quit. So I had been there for a year and a half. I I, I think she joined probably after a year that I had been there, and we just didn't really ever talk. I mean we we would talk as co-workers, but we never got close. It was more like friendly all the time. And then there was just this random one night where we both closed and we just started talking um at the top of like this parking lot. And I just remember talking. It was probably for like two hours, if not longer. And then we just kind of started becoming friends after that. It was kind of the most random thing. I discovered through that night that she did go in fact to state. But once again I would not have known her through state at all if it wasn't for this job. It was just by chance that we went to the same place, but she, yeah, I I just think it's funny that you can meet people who go to the same university and stuff, but if it wasn't for these other random things that I'm doing and this one random night that we closed together and decided to have like a full-on conversation, our friendship would not have happened. So it's just crazy to me that if it weren't for this one job and Even if it weren't for bouncing around between all these other coworkers, I just wouldn't have gained one more close friend. And she then introduced me to one of her own friends, and it's been so fun getting to know that friend too, and we've kind of become a trio and (laughs) FaceTime all the time, and if it wasn't for this quarantine, I know that we would be hanging out all the time, but it's been really, really fun, and I just... I guess what I'm trying to say with this podcast and kind of telling you guys all these stories is if you've listened through my whole friend experience, here's my conclusion. Just because you're feeling lost right now doesn't mean you don't belong to a group or you won't find your own group. No, it'll take a while for you to find your own group and this may mean having a close friend from different friend groups and just being cool and hanging out with the rest of the friends that they know and slowly making your own new friends. Like, it's not, I feel like it's not once you get past high school, it's not anymore like you have your one core group of friends. Like I have like, what is it? Like four, four main different friend from different groups. And then one happened to introduce me to her closest friends. But through these four people, I've kind of branched out and met some of their friends. And we, I have more friends, but I have my core group of friends from these different friend groups. And I feel like that's just something that you don't think of when you're, feeling lost and you don't know who your friends are supposed to be, you kind of don't realize that maybe it's you don't belong to just one group of friends either. Maybe you belong to one person over here and one person there in different areas of your life or for different interests and different reasons. But I just I I know what it feels like and you don't ha- you just don't have your group, but it comes slowly. And guess what? You may have lost friends or you will lose friends over time, but it only means that there's space for new people in your life. If I reflect back in the past five years only, so that would be like halfway through high school, basically, I've kept one close friend who happened to go to another high school. I've made one from the dorms, one from a class, and now who's long distance, one from a job and one through my coworker. All of these friends are fully by choice or by chance. I mean, meeting someone from another high school or university, I feel like isn't easy. That just happens to be super random. It happens to, we just really clicked. And now even like five years later, we are still close and still talk and still really good friends. And it's completely by chance that my one friend and I got assigned in the first year of university rooms that were literally across the hall from each other. We were like one door down. That's completely by chance, considering I didn't really click with anyone in the hall but her. That's completely lucky and very, very grateful. Um and having a friend from a class who we clicked with and liked the same things was by chance, and her leaving was very unfortunate for me. But making a long-distance friendship work has been amazing. And making a close friend at work after months being Together, but not saying much, and then just one random night, talking and getting, like, close right before I decided to quit, completely by chance and by luck, whatever you want to call it, and I'm just lucky she had a good friend who took me in, too, into their friend group. You really do find your friends in the most random places, so keep your eyes open and focus on you. I guess... (laughs) basically just like relationship advice. a Friendship is the same thing. I mean, that was basically the same advice as, yeah, you give like your close friend who's trying to find somebody they want to date. I mean, just do you, do what you want to do, do the things you want for your own self, and the right people will find you. That took me years to learn that, but I'm so grateful for those who are in my life now, and I know not to stress about making new friends or expanding my friend group, because with time, New people will come and I'll make those friends. So I really hope in this episode that you do kind of, I guess, the main takeaway is that you find your people in the most random times. In in the times where I was basically giving up on a certain job, I happened to make a close friend who introduced me to even a new friend and a new job at that time. And it's just the most random things like that, that are just pure luck. And even when you, I mean, I was in a terrible place in high school and a really great friend I wasn't doing so well in the first year. I mean, I was doing well for the most part, but there's, I know there's a certain period in the first year in college where I would just kind of got lost. And the one friend that I made across the hall was the person that I needed. I just find that completely crazy and it's amazing. And that's why, I don't know, I just am thankful for everybody who's in my life. Now, that's all I have for you today. And if you have a quick second, please rate and review this podcast. And if you want to stick around, the second port, the second portion of the podcast is a quick little story time about my dog. So, for those of you who don't know, I have a rescue dog named TJ. He his name is TJ because he was rec- rescued at the border on the TJ side, so hence TJ. That was his name when we. Got him and we loved him and the name. So he's kept the name TJ, but he is literally my entire life. I call him my child or my love bug. He is just, he's, he's my baby. And I'm surprised I've gone six months of podcasting with rarely bringing him up. Considering I bring him up on basically everything on social media, on everything. I love him. How have I not mentioned him more on the podcast? I have no idea. But for those who are wondering, he just turned two, so he's pretty much still a puppy, but obviously every dog is forever a puppy. But anyways, evidently a story time dedicated to him was bound to happen. So today I decided to share a random, I guess, quirk is what you can call call it, and a random trick, I guess, that I'm trying to teach him currently. So first of all, the quirk. Ever since we first got him, he loves socks. But the thing about socks is that it's not like our past dog or most dogs that I see that love your good old stinky socks or who love to just destroy them. No, it's more like if he sees a sock that's like out of its place, he'll grab it. Or if it's an eyesight, but just far enough, he'll cry for you to give it to him. But he usually just always brings it back to you. I think it's the funniest thing. I kind of describe it as him just making sure that you know that your socks are accounted for. It's like, "Hey, um, I found a sock down the stairs. Like, d- did you remember that this was down there?" Or like if he sees it on like my desk chair if I like forgot to put it in the like laundry basket or something. It's like, "Let me just cry until you realize that there's a sock up there and I'll you can give it to me, but I'll give it to so you So that's a wrap. to I just want you to they make sure that in to you the know full that there's a sock right podcast, there. And I just and think I hope it's rate, so and cute. Because he comes to you like on a whole podcast, crowd and has Spotify, or wherever else you're always listening just to. like one. No, actually it's not one Sometimes he'll pile like four socks in his mouth. No idea how. Or like it'll be a sock and then his toy on top of it as if he's like hiding the sock kind of. I don't know. It's very weird. But he always has the sock. He just stares at you. He has never destroyed a sock at all. Even fuzzy socks, I don't know how, but basically he doesn't drop it until I kiss him once on the nose, and then he just lets it go. So, just imagine a little dog coming to you with a sock, very proud, looks like he's smiling, standing up straight. You tell him to drop it. He usually doesn't drop it, but then you hold onto the sock super lightly, slash like I guess like his face. I just kiss his nose, and he just like lets it go. And I really don't know why. Maybe it's his way of saying he needs like a quick little moment of love, a quick little kiss. Who knows? But I think it's adorable. So that's his little quirk of today that I want to share. The other thing that I was going to share is his little trick that I'm trying to teach him. I'm trying to teach him his directions. I mean, he's a baby. He needs to learn his directions, (laughs) but obviously totally unnecessary, but also adorable. Basically it started us, us with, uh, us as in like my mom and I always leaving the house, but sometimes we have to go to the left of our house rather than like straight to like throw out our trash. But that started, I guess, to confuse him. So I'd be like, TJ, go to the left. And I just kind of said it in French just cause like, I mean, you're supposed to talk to your dog like a human being, right? So I would just be like, Hey TJ, like we're going to the left. And then slowly I started to realize that he was starting to understand the words left. And I kind of realized this because one time my mom was, I just assumed we were going to the trash. So I was like, TJ, let's go to the left. And my mom was like, oh no, we're going straight. So I started walking straight, but I had already said left. So he had already turned around the corner, which I thought was so funny. And I was like, wait, no, like he needs to start learning his directions so now I made it my personal task and mission to teach him his left and right in French. But straight is in English because in French, it sounds too similar to the word right. So now if you are ever with me and we're walking TJ and I tell him, hey, TJ, we're going to the left or hey, TJ, go to the right. And he follows directions. Just know I'm the one who taught him that. <laughs> so yes, those are some random things about a TJ. But if you have taught your dog or even some other pet, something funny or completely unnecessary, please DM me on Instagram or my link will be down below or write a review and write down your funny pet tricks because I'm dying to know what you guys are teaching your children, I suppose. (laughs) But yes, with that, this concludes this episode. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Bye.